The township of Windermere continues conflict over boathouses. Outside petitioners harassing Winter Garden citizens and guests. Local citizens taking a stand against OCPS. And a hero from Winter Garden gets the honor he deserves. The date is January 20th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the go. In the township of Windermere, located west of Main Street in Palmer Park, five boathouses are estimated to be more than 100 years old. The question of ownership has been debated for years, with the town lacking ownership documentation and occupants only possessing quitclaim deeds. 20 years ago, the town entered into lease agreements, which expired last year. Since then, the town has debated how to proceed with new leases, including whether or not to allow current residents to stay or open lease opportunities to others by lottery. At the community meeting, resident Judy Black talked about the history of the boathouse debates, which date back to the 1980s. She said the residents who bought the boathouses pay taxes, pay insurance, pay for maintenance costs, clean up the lagoon, monitor undesirable activities in the area, and adhere to the town's conditions. She said, quote, Why do you insist that a hard reset is called for? It means denying and rejecting the boathouse owners, end quote. Parks and Recreation Committee Chair Nora Brophy spoke with a different opinion. I've lived in Windermere for only 20 years, so I don't know the whole history of the boathouses. I know the town's lawyers say the town owns the boathouses. And I think it's quite equitable for the town council and the town management to represent everybody who lives in the town of Windermere and give them all a chance using the lottery to be able to enjoy those boathouses. During the town's latest discussion on this dispute, the chairman of the town's historic preservation board announced his resignation. He said the town council last April asked the historic preservation board for a recommendation regarding the boathouses. Because of his personal connection to the issue, he chose not to participate in the discussions. During the meeting, he said, quote, I'm going to resign as the chairman of the board and resign from membership of this board and all boards, effective immediately. Throughout this process, I've been told several times to not take it personally. Well, dang it, it is personal. It's very personal to me and to several others. And I just want you to know that. End quote. And on to the next story of controversy. Have you seen the petitioners in downtown Winter Garden? The at times aggressive groups are trying to gather signatures to get gambling initiatives on the 2022 Florida ballot. DraftKings Inc. and FanDuel Inc., two wager supergiants, are pumping millions of dollars into getting a referendum on Florida's ballots this year. The referendum aims to legalize sports betting outside of Seminole lands. 
To get on the ballot, the organizations have both hired hundreds of signature gatherers, backed by lobbyist consultants, and launched a media campaign. As a result, the Seminole Tribe is pushing back with its own blocking campaign. Now, the Winter Garden Economic Development Director, Tanya Gerhartz, said on the issue, quote, The petitioners that you see around our city are aggressive in gathering signatures because they get paid to do so. These petitioners are hired by out-of-state corporations. The real estate collection owner and broker, Carrie Flex, said some of the petitioners put a table outside of the front of her office on Plant Street unannounced and proceeded to address patrons walking by. Dana Brown, who helps to oversee the Winter Garden Farmers Market, said the primary complaint she has been receiving from vendors recently has been about the petitioners. Now, the city maintains that their hands are tied as this is a freedom of speech and state issue. Senator Randolph Racy did not return repeated attempts seeking comment by press time Tuesday. Now, the full story is by Annabelle Sykes, and it is in this week's paper. Now, I encourage you to get this week's paper, and you could read all the great stories from some of our greats like Annabelle Sykes and the great Amy Questenberry. You know, we are the paper of record for West Orange. Been around for well over 115 years. Now, that's not just an online blog or a Facebook post. This is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. So please check it out. Go to orangeobserver.com. Find the big red boxes all around town. You could get that freshly pressed newspaper and learn about your hyper-local community. But now this, a community organization has changed its name and is fighting for inclusion and a new identity for its residents. The East Winter Garden Neighborhood Alliance is now One Winter Garden, and its updated tagline includes advocating for East Winter Garden and beyond. Jamie Hawley is president of One Winter Garden, and Chloe Brunson serves as vice president. The first issue the group is facing is the big one. Orange County Public Schools is relocating Orange Technical College, Westside Campus, from East Story Road in East Winter Garden to property near Ocoee High School, and is considering putting an OCPS bus depot in its place. Now, a couple episodes ago, I talked about this in a little more length, and I encourage you to go back and check that out. But Holly and Bronson said that neighbors are also unhappy with the proposed plan. Holly was born here 41 years ago and attended Maxie Elementary, Ocoee Middle, and West Orange High. Bronson attended Maxie as well before moving to Atlanta with her family. She returned a decade ago when she turned 24. Orange County Public Schools will be hosting a community meeting at 6 p.m. Wednesday, February 16th at the OTC Westside Campus. How do we feel about them trying to put bus depots in our residential areas, underserved residential areas? Another one is Matthew's Hope. Now, Matthew's Hope, who serves the homeless in our community, they're right across the street from this lot. So no big deal again, just put 100 buses. The city attorney for Winter Garden says it might be up to 400 buses. You know, Orange County Public School System saying maybe 100, but it doesn't matter if it's 100, 2, 3. We don't need their bus depot in our residential areas. 
next to our Community Outreach Homeless Center. Now, I hope that you consider attending this meeting, letting Orange County Public School Systems know how you feel. Let's dive into our sports high five for this week. Number one, on January 13th, Horizon Boys soccer team erased a two-goal deficit in the second half of a tie game against Edgewater. The Hawks on January 15th lost to Dr. Phillips 2-1 at home. Number two, Windermere Prep's female weightlifting team emerged victorious in the first weightlifting Citrus League competition. The team featured six first-place finishers as they took the competition by storm en route to victory. Number four, Dr. Phillips' competition cheer team won the 2022 West Metro Championships January 14th at West Orange High School. The team now gets set to compete at the FHSAA Regional Championships to be held January 22nd at Bishop Moore High School in Winter Park. Number five, on January 14th, Central Florida Christian Boys Basketball notched out its fourth consecutive win since returning from the holiday break, defeating Santa Fe Catholics 79-48. The Eagles took a 38-26 lead at halftime and then blew the game open in the second half. They allowed just six points in the fourth quarter. Thus, CFCA's record improves to 12 and three. And as I'm about to enter the final page, I noticed one team was missing from the sports news this week. But don't worry, they'll be back in the sports news soon. Just got to get some new games under our belt. It's Foundation Academy. Now that's a sponsor of this program. My favorite school in West Orange. My daughter goes to the school. They've been educating students in our community for decades, since 1958. They are well-vetted and well-trusted. Foundation Academy, where character matters. And now we turn to the final page. This next story by the great Amy Questenberry. As the flames inched closer to Mr. Broccolo, whose first name is Richard, Well, Richard, who spent 42 years in fire service, thought of the irony of the situation as he waited for someone to, hopefully, pull him out of his overturned, burning car. Richard, then 62 years old, was returning from a golf outing with friends On August 23rd, 2020, this is when his car went off the road on a stretch of State Road 429, close to his home in Summer Lake. What happened next is a combination of what he remembers and what witnesses tell him. Quote, I felt that I went off the edge of the road, my tire blew, I saw a puff of dirt, and that's all I saw. His car rolled several times and came to rest on the roof. When Richard awoke, he was in pain and unable to move much. When he saw the flames, he said he he knew from experience that the fire would take four to five minutes to get into the cabin. As he laid on the interior roof of his car, he saw the rear window was broken out, but he couldn't get to it. He knew his only way out was for someone to pull him out. But nobody was coming. He said, About four minutes later, the interior is cooking. I'm 
I'm hearing the pop and the crack. The fire was inside the car. I could feel the heat on my legs. I have about one minute. I made peace with this. I thought of the irony of doing this for 42 years. And this is how I'm going to go. And then he saw Corey Puritan's face. A face he would surely never forget. He said, quote, You've got to help me. I'm, I'm going to give you my arm. And no matter how hard I scream, keep pulling. He was later told he screamed and then lost consciousness. Now, Corey suffered burns and smoke inhalation, but healed up. Richard was transported to the trauma center where doctors didn't expect him to survive the first night. After the third day, they began the tedious and painful process of surgery and skin grafts. After his hospital stay and treatments, Richard, by then 35 pounds lighter, went to a rehabilitation center where he had to relearn how to walk and perform other tasks. He finally went home on October 7th, well over a month and a half later. Richard and his family had the opportunity to meet Corey and enjoy a meal together. Richard said of this, I thanked him from the bottom of my heart. This is what you saved me for. My kids and my grandkids. I'm still in their life and I get to spend another day on earth. Well, he's going to receive the Carnegie Bronze Medal. Among only 17 other citizens this year, the medal is awarded to recognize everyday people who place great risk on their own life to save another. Richard said, if he wasn't there, I would have died. Nobody else came to help me. He's the hero. You never know who you're talking to in this community. That's why it's important to always assume that the person you're looking at or walking by deserves your respect. Just a hero among us, not asking for anything. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.